Walk with God Wednesdays. For those who's been rocking, you've seen that we've been doing a topic or a theme every single day. And today is Walk with God Wednesdays. We're going to be talking about how to take purpose hindering thoughts captive to obey Christ and how we can pull those type of thought patterns keeping us from pursuing God out the way. So I want to take some time to break down the scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine powers to destroy strongholds. We destroy, verse 5, arguments in every lofty opinion raised against knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That verse, so many layers to it, I'm going to take my time to exegete it, but let's take some time before we get there to discuss some things. See, in order for us to walk with God, we have to have a mind that's washed. In order for us to walk with God and to endure this Christian walk and all of his temptations, all of his trials, all of the things that's in it, we got to have a mind that wants to win it. And it's very important that we learn techniques and strategies on how to cast down these vain imaginations and how to bring thoughts captive to obey Christ so that we can follow God, right? And so let's take some time to break this verse down. And then I have three points to help us to better take these thoughts captive and erase them out of our existence. Let's look at verse four. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal of this flesh. Now, what does that mean? It means that you cannot shoot a demon you can't choke cold a demon. You can't stone cold Steve Austin a demon. You can't smell what the rock is cooking to a demon. You can't fight a demon. All natural means of weaponry are ineffective against demonic spirits. See, no matter what you endeavor to do, there's nothing that you could do in the natural to prevent what is affecting you in the spiritual. You got to fight spirit with spirit, uh, uh, flesh with flesh. Exactly like that. But most people are trying to utilize all these different techniques, strategies, which play a part. They, they can help, but they don't fully help because we don't understand the power of our weapon. The word of God begins to tell us that the word of God is our weapon. Jesus utilized the word of God and what the word of God represented in the, in the uh, wilderness when he was tempted because that was the only weapon that could work against the enemy. And so we have to understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or of the flesh. So we have to tap into a spiritual level of weaponry, a spiritual level of mastery to be able to come against these masters in the world. So our weapons of our warfare, meaning that we are in a warfare. I don't know what rock you've been up under. I don't know what you've been missing. But friend, we are in the middle of a warfare and you have to have weapons. None of us are on the sidelines. None of us are on the bench. None of us are in the audience. All of us are within the black lines. We are in the game. We are in the battle. And we got to make sure that we battle. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. We got to tap into our divine source. He's the source. He's the only one that they will bow down to. Uh, we don't, we got to get to a place where we stop uh, being so full of ourselves and make sure that we understand who we're really full of because they don't respect you. They respect who you represent. They respect who sealed you by his precious blood. It says that they have, they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? It's a double kind of meaning to it, but let's break down both. A stronghold is a place in battle that an enemy has taken advantage of. An enemy has invaded an area, has invaded their enemy's uh, trenches, and now they built a stronghold within a place uh, within battle that gives them opportunity of advancement. All of us, to a degree, we either have or are either we have a stronghold, a stronghold is being built, either way we have some. And there's areas in our life that has a real strong 
hold against us that the enemy has snuck in, creeped in, and found a place inside of you, and whether in your thoughts, whether in your memories, whether in your experiences, whether in your ideas, whether in your thoughts, they found a place in your mind to settle in, to use as a as a, a, a warfare base against you. What area in your mind is, is, is there a stronghold present? Where in your life is there a stronghold present? Where in your life are you bitter? Where in your life are you unforgiving? Where in your life are you lustful? Where in your life are you proud? Where in your life, wherever area in your life that has one of those toxic emotions, toxic strongholds, that's where the enemy has a stronghold against you. And so we have to understand that we have to utilize the, war, the weapons of our warfare to tear down the strongholds in us. If we, how can we have a stronghold in, in, in our sphere of influence or in our area of dominance? How can we have a stronghold for the kingdom of God in the marketplace or wherever we find ourselves if we are having uprooted the strongholds in us? It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Verse five, we destroy. That means it's a choice. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, you have to understand that the enemy is not going to throw his lofty opinions way higher than what you currently believe about God. All he does is goes a couple of inches or a couple of yards above it. The devil can't throw that high. The devil can't throw where the most high is. That's why if we think on things that are above and we're tapped into God, then we really have plenty of arguments. Do you have an argument ready for the devil when he attacks your, when he attacks your belief? Do you have arguments ready scripturally when the enemy attacks, attacks uh, your loneliness? Or when he attacks your contentment, when he attacks your joy, when he attacks your self-esteem, when he attacks your self-worth. Do you have an argument ready? Based upon your knowledge of God will determine if you're going to be able to uh, captivate or have these thoughts captive. Think about it. Do you have an argument? Do you have scriptures ready right now? Five scriptures against lust. Five scriptures against pride. <clears throat> five scriptures about anything that you're tempted with. If you don't, my friend, then you're going to fail and fall into his opinions and into his arguments. And then you'll be arguing against the God that argued for you, that, that made a way for you. So verse five, we destroy arguments. That means the best way to destroy an argument is with the word. We don't argue with the devil. We just attack that argument of the truth, right? We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. You see that the devil is going to always raise opinions against what you know about God. If you know a little, if you know a little about God, you easily messed up. If you know uh, somewhat about God, you can't be messed up. But the more you know, the less that he can throw. The more you know, the less he'll throw. It says, Opinion raised against knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. It is our responsibility to take every thought captive. Now, here are some three things that we got to do, and I'm out your way, that we have to do in order to take these thoughts captive to obey Christ. Number one, awareness and evaluation. 
It says here, begin by cultivating awareness of your thoughts. You have to be aware of what your thoughts are. You have to be aware of where these thoughts came from. In my fundamentals coaching program for mindset, we talked about how thoughts are seeds and thoughts will produce of its own kind. You have to be aware of all thoughts and what thoughts or what uh, is inside of those thoughts. A lot of us, we are completely unaware of what's inside the thoughts of self-doubt. We are completely unaware of what's inside the thoughts of comparison. We are so oblivious to what's inside these thoughts that are toxic, these lustful thoughts. Because thoughts just don't come by themselves. They come with patterns. And if you entertain a lustful thought, then you're going to have lustful thought patterns. And those thought patterns are going to lead you to life patterns. Then all of a sudden, now you over there uh, having sex and doing all the things that you did, that you once said you would never do. So you got to begin by cultivating awareness. That means you got to take a step back when you have a thought. And this is what I tell people to do. Get a sheet of paper. Every time you have a bad thought, get your phone, get a sheet of paper, write that thought out and be like, okay, what's all in this thought? What kind of fruit could this thought produce? You got to cultivate an awareness of your thoughts. It says, pay attention to the patterns and nature of your thought. That's powerful. What is the nature of that thought? Is it biblical? Is it scriptural? Is it God-centered, Christ-centered, or is it demonic, devilish, soulish, prideful, envious, jealousy? What is the nature of these thoughts that I tend to think? And what are they patterns? What triggers these thoughts? What environments do I find myself in that triggers these kind of thoughts? Or what do I listen to? What do I watch that triggers these thoughts? These are the things you got to be aware of. It says pay attention to the patterns and nature of your thoughts throughout the day. Evaluate them in light of. You have to evaluate them in light of something greater. Evaluate them in light of Christ, his teachings and principles found in the Bible. So the more you know about God's word, the more you can take those things into the light. You, you don't take thoughts into the dark. You take thoughts into the light. Most of us, we take our thoughts into the dark and then we do things in the dark that we shouldn't be doing. But if you take those thoughts into the light, taking thoughts into the light proves that you don't want to think this way. We are, my goal is to equip you with the strategies you need so when you're in these predicaments and situations, you will know exactly what to do. It says, evaluate them in the light or in light of Christ's teachings and principles found in the word. Ask yourself whether your thoughts align with God's truth Love and righteous. Those three pillars are important. Do or does these thoughts or do these thoughts, whichever grammatical, where do they align with God's design? In order for me to fulfill my assignment, I have to be in alignment. In order for me to be in alignment, I need to know how God designed it. If you want to make sure that you can fulfill your assignments at a high level, then you got to find uh, uh, to examine where in your life is out of alignment. Because when you know how God designed it and what he meant for it to be, uh, how he designed it for it to be done, then you can find that alignment. But you got to say, OK, do I know God's truth? Do I know God's love? Am I willing to to pursue his righteousness? Number two, renewing your mind. Simple, but let's talk about it. Transforming your thoughts starts with renewing your mind through the study and application of God's word. That means you got work to do. We got work to do. Listen, if you if you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So if you stay in, if you studying, showing yourself approved, a man able or a woman able to rightly divide the word of truth, 
and you're studying and you're applying God's word, then you will begin to see the transformative work of the Holy Spirit on your mind, which makes uh, the time frame of you dealing with these things short. It says immerse yourself in scripture, immerse, jump in. See, the thing about the word of God is that you don't got to be afraid to jump in. It's not shallow. It's deep waters. Jump in. Get in there. Immerse yourself in scripture. Meditate on his truth. Meditate day and night on the word of God. The Bible says, the psalmist says, I hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You got to take that word with you. You got to meditate on it. You got to chew on it all day. You got everything that you're dealing with right now. Here's the thing you can do. Anything that you're dealing with right now negatively, find the opposite of it in scripture. And what you do is you find one scripture and you chew on it all day. You look at that scripture and say, okay, what is the scripture saying about me? What is the scripture seeing in me? And what is the scripture trying to show me to do? What does the scripture uh, 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 say about me? What does it say about me that I'm loved, that I'm cherished? What does it see in me? I got to let the scripture read me and tell me, yo, you don't really believe this. And then I got to let the scripture show through me. In order for the scripture to really take work, I got to do those three, right? Immerse yourself in scripture, meditate on his truth and seek to understand God's perspective on various aspects of life. The devil wants us ignorant of God's perspective. God, the enemy wants us ignorant of God's original design because you, you will always have success when you do it the way God designed it to be done. See, if I use this phone outside of how it was designed, then I will not be able to enjoy what it was designed to give me. But if I use this phone how it was designed, then I can be able to enjoy it. Right? <clears throat> it says, as you fill your mind with God's truth, it will have transformative effect on your thoughts, leading to thoughts that aligns with Christ. Last point, intentional thought management. Develop the discipline of intentional thought management. You just can't desire to have a sound mind. You just can't desire to follow God. You can't just desire. You have to implement disciplines. You defeat the devil through disciplines. The enemy is not going to come. He's not going to angle himself at your, at, uh, at your disciplined areas. You could tell a person who's disciplined physically, you can offer them a honey buns, you can offer them all kind of bad foods, and they're not going to eat it. That's not going to work for them. But if you bring a woman their way, if you bring a guy that way, that works. The enemy is not going to go through the door of disciplines. He's going to go through the areas that are dark. No burglar is going to break into a home through the area where it's lit. They're going to break in an area that is hidden or dark. And so what you got to do is you got to say, okay, in what areas am I not disciplined? It says develop the discipline of intentional thought management. You are responsible for the management of your thoughts. I'm responsible for the management of my thoughts. We have to learn how to manage them. It says here, when negative, sinful, or ungodly thoughts arise, because they will arise, Consciously choose to reject them and replace them. Reject and replace. Reject and replace. Reject. You got to reject because you know what they're trying to project. See, I reject lustful thoughts. I reject arrogant thoughts. I reject those thoughts because I know those thoughts just don't come by themselves. Those thoughts come to steal, kill, and destroy. If I take time to think lustfully, it, co it will corrode and rob me of my marriage. So what you got to do is understand what's in the thought. 
Because a thought will show you if you should or if you shouldn't think about it. And some of us, we don't think our thoughts all the way through because we just think about the moment. No, you got to think about the moments beyond the moments. Because when you think about it, you're going to be about it. And then you're going to have what you have. Right? And so what you got to do is you got to reject it because you know what it's been injected with. I reject the thoughts because I know what's injected in the thought. I reject. And it's crazy how we reject the thoughts God has towards us. The thoughts that God placed in us, we reject that God-given idea. We reject that God business. We reject that God idea. We reject all those different things because of what we've been projecting. We pre we've been projecting low self-esteem. We've been projecting self-doubt. And so when God's trying to send a thought through you or a thought through this video or a thought through however he sees fit to send a thought, then we reject that because we rejected ourselves. But when you know that you have been accepted by God and when you know that you're loved by God, then it's going to be very hard for you to reject the thoughts of God. And it makes it easier for you to reject the things of the enemy. So we have to consciously... In the moment, choose to reject. And if a negative thought is hard to reject, then you got to look inside of yourself. You got to ask him, why is it hard for me to reject this self, low self-esteem, this lustful thought? Why? And then the Holy Spirit is going to renew your mind in the area of where you should release the resentment, where you should release the unforgiveness, where you should repent of a sin. And then you will begin to see inside of you the mind being renewed and finding success. It says, choose to reject them and replace them with thoughts that are in line with Christ's teachings or with the word of God. Engage in prayer. Seek God's guidance and strength to overcome negative thought patterns. There are going to be some thoughts right now that's going to be very difficult for you to overcome right now. I'm not going to sit there and just automatically say, you can overcome any thought right now. No, 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 no. Some, some thoughts got layers to them. Some thoughts already have friends inside your mind already. Some thoughts are like, yo, we've been thinking this way for years. That's why you got to say, hey, how bad do I want to be free? How bad do I want to think clearly? How bad do I want to walk and follow God wherever he desires me to go? How bad do you want? That will get you to your knees. God, Lord, show me. Lord, I'm pleading to you. God, help me to think different. This thought is too heavy for me to bear. God, help me. Engage in prayer. Get in there. Wrestle with the thought. Wrestle with God. Not with God, but wrestle and say, God, hey, God, I'm not going to let you go. Lord, I'm not going to let this go. Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need you. Engage in prayer. Engage like you engage in the most, the thing you're most excited about. Seeking God's guidance and strength to overcome negative thought patterns. Surround yourself with a supportive community. That can encourage and hold you accountable in the process. So how do we take thoughts captive to obey Christ? First off, we got to be submitted to Christ. We got to say, Lord, I desire to follow you. I take up my cross and I'm going to follow you all the way through. And God, I know that you're going to take me to a place where I can have the life of life more abundantly. But I got to get rid of these abundance of thoughts that is keeping me from the abundance of life. And so what you got to do, you got to have awareness and evaluation. You got to renew your mind and you got to have intentional thought 
Man, I'm reading scripture again. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but I have divine power to destroy strongholds. We talked about how there are strongholds in our thoughts, strongholds in our memories. We talked about how a stronghold is where an enemy creeps in into a land and they build up a fort. They build up a fortress and they gain a stronghold. They came and took over a city. They came and took over a community and now they built a stronghold there. Therefore, they have a, an advantage. So what happens is the reason why... <clears throat> the enemy's objective is to build strongholds close to the areas they want to still kill and destroy. So the goal is to get to your spirit, to get to your giftings, to get to your talents, to get to your personality. I got to build strongholds in your soul. I got to build strongholds. I got to build. So what they did was in your thought city, they came into your thought city, robbed you of your identity. And now they built a stronghold in your thought realm to keep your gifts from coming through, to keep your talents from coming through, to keep your personality from coming through. So they also went to your memory city, your memory city, and they went in there and said, OK, what all happened to this person? What all significant moments did this person go through? Then they said, let's build a stronghold there. Let's go inside of their memories and build a stronghold. Remember when dad did that to her? Remember when mama did that to him? You remember when they did that to them? We're going to build a stronghold right there. So every time they even have hope to be free, even time they, anytime they think about that spirit man trying to get through, we're going to remind them they're not worthy. We're going to remind them that God doesn't love them. We're going to remind them in that area that why would God want to use you when your dad did that to you? Why would God want to use you? Because your mama said this. So they try to go into your memories and the moment you begin to start to pray. The moment you begin to go along the way of God, that stronghold, because they're close to it, they're going to say, yo, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. No, 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 no. God don't. See, that's why we have to know about God. Also, they try to get into your ideas. How can we build a stronghold? How can we occupy their idea city? How can we occupy their emotional realm? How can we occupy and send demons in those areas to build a stronghold? So no matter what tries to come through the Holy Spirit or what's trying to be shown through their spirit, we can hinder it by these strongholds. That's why we got to allow the word of God that's active and sharpening any two-edged sword to get inside the ability to separate the spirit and the soul so the word of god to get and separate the spirit and the soul for in your spirit is your giftings your talents your personality in your soul is your thoughts memories ideas emotions so it separates it so it could be a clear distinction between what needs to be renewed and what needs to be released See, the, God wants to get the word in there to let you know you are loved by him. He gets the word in there to let you know that you're prized by him. He gets in there and activates and cleans up the areas that's keeping you from, from taking over the areas that you are meant to be. Letting you see how, what, how to see yourself and how to see God. And then what happens is that divine work of the word of God begins to uproot those strongholds. It begins to release and now you think clearly. Now they go, now the word of God goes into, uh, uh, the, 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 the spirit of God goes into your memories and change the way you remember and now all of a sudden you remember differently now you can use your members differently because you remember differently now you can use your hands your feet your body to go do things for god they go into that stronghold and they uproot those demonic strong oppressive holes from your ideas and from your emotions now you feel differently now you creative create more ideas that are holy and now now your knowledge is different so they go in there and they uproot those strongholds and now when the enemy argues with you he has nothing in you. And now it makes it easier for you 
to to uh, take every thought captive because you've been captivated. <laughs> See, it's easy to take thoughts captive when you've been captivated by the awe of God, captivated by the goodness of God. No thought can take you captive when you're captivated by his beauty and you captivated by his wonder. You captivated by who he is. Now you don't you're not rushed. You're not pressed. Now you take every thought captive. Yo, yo, this is God's town. <laughs> what? Look at yourself as a as a nation. What air? Look at yourself as your country, United States, Uganda, South Africa, uh, UK, Canada. Look at your areas and ask yourself how much of you are occupied by the Holy Spirit and how much you occupied by demonic spirits. Where do they have fortresses? Where do they have strongholds? Holding you back from following things of God. You got to uproot them in every single area or you will never find your area. That's a rich word right there. All that revelation came today, especially about the, the, the cities and stuff. The Holy Spirit, you man, you you flowing. And so you got to be you got to be captivated by God so you can take every thought captive. I love you. I got to go. I don't labor enough. I, I pray this message was a blessing to you. Um, if you need some help with mindset. You need some help with purpose. Message me mindset today. Uh, watching on YouTube, comment mindset or purpose below and I'll send you a link. We got a long wait list. Uh, so I'm going to find my best to get some time in you. But get in there now because I'm getting through there and see how I can help. And I'm definitely going to say this live. And so if you need help and you say, I need to get into that mindset program, coach. I need to get up in the room. I need to get in that Zoom with you. I need to get my mindset for I can get these strongholds uprooted. Then message me mindset today or purpose today because it's a mindset and purpose program. It's about 60, 70% mindset, 30% purpose. And then phase two is real purpose mastery. But if you need help in that area, message me today. I look forward to serving you. Check out my book, Multipurpose. Great book to help you along that journey. If, if that program is not what you need to be a part of right now, get that book, Multipurpose. Everything about me, link in my bio or link in the description box on YouTube or in the description box on my podcast. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Catch y'all next time. Peace.